Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. Mm, he didn't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two and a laptop for Carrie. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA. Broadcasting to the four corners of the conservative universe, it's the Matlock Show. He loves all things conservative politics, and if there's a microphone nearby, you can bet he'll be the one beating the left over the head with it. And now, a true original, the common sense conservative, here's your host, Matlock. Yeah, 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 that's right. Welcome in the Wednesday edition, the Matlock Show. I'm Matlock, your host. Go over and find me on social media, at Real Matlock. That's Twitter, Instagram, Parlor. You can find me, the Cartel Matt and the Matlock Show, over on Facebook. I would much appreciate that. Um, big, big news out today. We're going to get to a lot of stuff. Got some clips. I mean, the left has lost their ever-loving Minds. I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, I've told you many, many times on this program that it's getting harder and harder to trust the media. It's getting harder and harder to find out who's telling the truth. And it is becoming more difficult to bring you what I believe is honest, straightforward talk. Now, I want to get to the story, but first, head over to thematlockshow.com. I'm restocking the hats. I see that all of you are getting your hats. Fantastic. I mailed them out last week. They're all supposed to be there Tuesday. Um, the last hat, Mr. Crosby, yours will be there sometime tomorrow. I mailed it out yesterday because of the holiday and because he was the last order. I sold all 10 of them. Thank you so very much. I'm restocking here today or tomorrow. I'm going to have my little people get together, get going because the logo looked fantastic. The microphone looks great. The uh, Scotty Roberts outdid himself. So if you ever need a logo done, you ever need any kind of graphics, anything done that way, head over, find Scotty Roberts. He did the conservative cartel logo. He has done the Matlock show logo. It looks fantastic. And on the way here, I, I want to talk about this, but uh, head over to the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E, matlockshow.com, and uh, click on that Verve Forever link. Verve Forever is a fantastic company. They're out of Colorado. They sell CBD oil cream, CBD oil for you, for your pet. I, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you a testimonial here. Our dog, Samson, our oldest boxer, he's nine and a half. He's getting older. Our friend in Fort Wayne just put on Facebook yesterday, he lost his dog of 13 years boxer, which I'm surprised. 13 years is a long time, but he had to put his 13-year-old boxer down yesterday. Um, these boxers have not a long lifespan, unfortunately. About eight to 10 years on average. Uh, my friend's dog lived to 13. Can't believe it. He was a smaller boxer. But Samson, our dog, has been developing some hip dysplasia, which happens in this breed. So his back legs, he, he tends to drag a back leg every now and again. He gets tired. Um, he's starting to have a little bit of balance issues. Um, we took him to the vet the other day. They did a blood test, um, in, see if there was an inner ear infection, that kind of stuff. Um, everything came back well. It's just getting old. He's getting old. So we said, you know what? I'm an ambassador for Verve forever. Let's try the CBD oil. Everybody talks about how great this CBD oil, CBD oil is. It's supposed to help with aches and pains, inflammation. It's supposed to help with sleep, calming, a bunch of stuff. So we bought the pet Verve forever CBD oil. We've been giving it to Samson since Saturday. We got it in the mail Saturday. So we administered a dropper on Saturday, and we've been giving him two droppers a day. It's only a little bottle, so I'm not for sure exactly of the dosage, but I talked to TK, my guy over at Verve, and I said, you know, we got this 94-pound dog. How much should we be giving him? And he says, oh, I give him a couple droppers a day. Should be okay for the first, you know, 10, 14 days, and then work it back to a dropper a day. We're like, okay. So we've been giving him two droppers a day, one in the morning, one at night, and I'm going to tell you, since Saturday, the dude's up moving around. He looks like he feels better. 
He's more active. You know, so far, so good. We're, we're very happy with it. So if you've got a pet out there that, you know, it's got to make some pains, is having some trouble getting around, is just suffering from the old, you know, you can help them out. Head over to thematlockshow.com, thematlockshow.com. Click on that Verve link. And if you use Verve, V-E-R-V-E 25, you'll save 25% today. Get over to my link. Do that because that's how I get paid. This stuff is fantastic. I'm telling you, so far, so good for our dog. It looks fantastic. He's starting to move around. Today's Wednesday, so he's been on it about four days. Boy, we're starting to see yesterday. We started seeing him. I mean, he's up because before, pretty lethargic. I mean, not just lethargic, but didn't move around a lot. He's getting older. I mean, he'll get up and get a drink. He'll get up and go to the bathroom, but he doesn't go out of his way to be active. He's Yesterday, he started being active, which is Fantastic. So head over to the matlockshow.com, L-O-C-K-E, click on that Verve link, use Verve25, get your CBD oil today. It works. I'm telling you, it works. All right. Uh, Judge Janine. Judge Janine. She was on an interview with uh, Salem Radio Network's host, uh, Seb Gorka. And uh, he does America First is the show he does. I listen to it um, down here in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth on 660 The Answer. Uh, But he was interviewing... Fox News host, Judge Jeanine Pirro. Now, she acknowledged during this interview that she was suspended by Fox News. So they were doing this live on the radio. They were also doing it on YouTube. And in between segments on the YouTube live feed, here's what she, here, here's the back and forth. So Gorka says, hey, Janine, we're still live. The mics are live on YouTube. Are you doing any events in D.C. again in the near future? She says, I don't know yet. In fact, I'm going in tonight. I'm doing Hannity tonight, and I got to find out. They just sent me my schedule. They just send me my schedule every day. But if I am, believe me, you're in it. So Gorka said, we'd love to have you because we post everything, the video on YouTube, and we're getting a quarter of a million views in two days for our biggest interviews with uh, Joe DeGeneva and everybody. So we'd love to have you in the studio. Piero says, oh, good. I love it. I would love it. We'll see if they let me. She's talking about Fox. So we'll, we'll, They'll see if they'll let me. You know, Fox reviews everything. They're unbelievable. This is what Piero is saying about Fox. Gorka says, yeah, but, you have, but you've got a window because you've got a new book. You should have a carve-out, right? And a carve-out is a carve-out and a contract. So you go into your contract and you say, you know, I'm writing a book. I need to have a little bit of time here so I can go out and promote it. So I can go out and do book signing. So I can do that. It's called a carve out. So he says, you got a carve out, right? Piero says, no, they're still saying you cannot do Bill O'Reilly. You cannot do Newsmax. You cannot do, oh, and Gorka says, that's a shame. She says, you know what? They suspended me and I'm not going to get fired. You know, I'm worried that that suspension was the basis to tee up for anything I do wrong. They will fire me. I want you to think about that. That is Amazing. Fox News, and that's what I'm telling you when I, I began the show. You do not know anymore what is news and what is not and what is real and what's the truth and what is not. And Judge Janine, she's going to get fired from Fox News for being a conservative. You know, guys, that's why I've joined America's Voice News. The TV show, we're getting it all ready to go. My green screen is coming in today. I've got this. <laughs> i got to tell you. So for those of you who don't know, maybe I should post some pictures. I've got my studio in my home now. So for those of you, it irritates me because the hats I sent out at the you know, at the post office, you have to put a return address. So for the people ordered hats, you know my address here down in Fort Worth because I had to put it. I'm getting ready to get a P.O. box for the Matlock show. But uh, I've got a little 8x8 eight eight office. It's called a pocket office. My wife and I built a brand new home, and we got this little pocket office. It's like 8x8. Eight eight. I've got a desk I'm sitting here at. I've got some cabinets in front of me. I've got the wall. I've got, I've got this whole office soundproof now. I put up soundproof foam because I'm doing the podcast here daily. But the television show starts next week. I've been informed we're going to be testing tomorrow and Friday. So that's Thursday and Friday. Tomorrow we're going to be testing. My green screen comes in today. I've got some lighting coming in that's going to light that green screen. It's going to look fantastic. They've told me the name of the show. I'm going to wait on that because I want to make sure it's locked in stone. (laughs) But it's coming next week. So the television show on America's Voice, I'm going to tell you, these guys are fantastic. And I want you to do me a huge favor, okay? 
you're all listening to the podcast on Spreaker, iHeart, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Um, I think it's on CastBox. It's in a lot of places. TuneIn, it's back on now. TuneIn's picking it up. Uh, there's several places you can just look up the Matlock Show. We're growing like hell. I mean, you guys are blowing it out of the water. But I told you guys, when I left Mojo Five O, that I was only going to do a podcast. I wasn't going to live everywhere because that's what Doc said, and I don't believe that's the case. I believe that, you know, if you want to if you want to be successful, people got to come to you, right? So the video is only going to, my video, my television show every day, and it looks like I'm going to be going live, so you'll be able to tune in from uh, 12 to 1 Eastern time every day, 12 p.m. Eastern every day, 12 to 1, one hour right before their best show, 1 to 3, comes on, their their afternoon show, whatever it is. So I'm going 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. live every day. That's going to be the time slot. should be starting on Monday. And you'll be able to see my video on americasvoicenews.com. Or you can go to americasvoice.news, I believe. It's not www. It's uh, HTTPS, I believe. But it's if you just type into your browser, americas, with an S, americasvoice.news. You will find it. Go over there. My video. Can't give you the name yet. Should be premiering next week around Monday. We're testing tomorrow and Friday to get everything right here in this studio. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be Matt Locke. You're going to get two hours a day of Matt Locke, an hour of podcast, an hour of television, and it's only going to be found on America's Voice News. So I want you to do me a huge favor, okay? Here's what I want you to do for me. Head over there and subscribe to America's Voice News. You can do it on your Roku. You can do it on Amazon. You can do it on Android or Apple devices. You can do it on Apple TV. Uh, go check it out. There's all kinds of places you can find this. I even believe they got a YouTube channel. So you'll be able to watch this live, Matlock, in living color, every day, 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern. Go do it. Go follow them because these stories like this with Judge Janine Pirro are an absolute disaster, and you're not going to get the truth. You're not going to get the conservative truth. America's Voice News gives you the conservative truth. They're bringing on my show. They're bringing on a couple new shows. They've got uh, Dave Sussman at 1 to 3 with their America's Voice Live Daily. They've got Wayne Dupree. They've got Carl Higby. I mean, they have got great shows over there, and they're only adding more. They're only growing. You're going to see me out and about. You're going to see me doing live stuff. I'm excited to be part of this family, and I'm only doing video on americasvoicenews.com. That's it. So that's where you got to go find me, okay? All right, I want to get into a story here because I'm browsing through the stories this morning and uh, I've got some audio here. I want to make sure to uh, get it in here. But, uh, you know, the left has lost their ever-loving mind. We, 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 we talk about um, journalistic integrity. We've talked about, uh, you know, what's new and what's not, what we can believe and what we can't believe, what's going on and what's not going on and all of that stuff. It's amazing. But here we are. I mean, here we are. It's, it's incredible. And, and the mainstream media has ran out of ways to be butthurt. So they're, 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 they're thinking up more ways. Now, yesterday I talked about this. Um, Hurricane Dorian, which now is a cap two. It, 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 it's flooding a little bit of Florida, but not near the devastation that it could have been. I talked about that all day yesterday. I'm not going to talk about it today because it doesn't look like anything's going to come of this for the next few days. So we'll keep an eye on it. But the left is mad because Trump didn't head to Poland and uh, Vice President Pence did. Or, or not Poland, Ireland. I think he's in Ireland. So Trump tells Pence, hey, hey, why don't you head over to my property in Ireland and stay there and, and, and do it from there? And the left's up in arms. They just are pissed. Oh, my God. Trump's trying to profit from the presidency. Now, I'm going to tell you some things here, which is crazy. But I want you to listen to this audio clip of what they're talking about here. And at the end, what the lady says about Mike Pence, his wife, and his mother. Here we go. Tomorrow. All right, Phil, in the category of this is not normal, give me a history lesson. Mike Pence uh, taking the president's place on a trip abroad. He's in Ireland. He is staying at a Trump. 
owned facility, which is on the other side of the country, requiring Vice President Pence to fly to work every day while he's there. Uh, while this isn't necessarily abnormal for this administration, tell me what it's like historically. Well, Steph, it's not normal historically, but we've also not historically had a president who owns properties around the world and who is personally profiting when people stay at those properties. That's not normal either. Uh, so the situation with Vice President Pence, he is staying at that Trump resort uh, in Ireland. This is an official government trip, although his staff has indicated that the Pence family is paying for the family members uh, who are doing this travel. He's traveling with his mother uh, and with his wife, the first lady or second lady Karen Pence. Uh, but it's strange. I mean, a lot of his official meetings are in Dublin. Uh, that is not where he's staying. Dublin's a big city. Certainly they have hotels that could accommodate the vice presidential delegation, but instead they're staying uh, at the Trump Golf Resort. It's also confusing. If he's traveling with his mom, which one does he call mother? All right, thank you. If he's traveling with his mom, which one does he call mother? That is a journalist on MSLSD. That is a journalistic, oh, it's also confusing for, for Vice President Pence when he's traveling with his mom and his mother. Which one does he call mother? Is that not childish? Is that not the most petty thing you've ever heard? And then you got this guy, well, it's unprecedented. You know, the president is making money of his, of his property while he's the president of the United States. You know, Trump has lost money being president of the United States. President Trump has lost money. You know, he's not taking a salary. He's not taking a salary. He's actually giving his salary to charity every quarter. $100,000. Makes $400,000 a year to, to be president. Now, mind you, Trump is a billionaire. You know, he has to put his business in a blind trust so that he's not running it. But, you know, this is the amazing thing because these knuckleheads, they go on to MSLSD, they go on to CNN, they go on to these liberal left loony, loony bin stations, and they tell you how Trump is profiting from the presidency. But I want you to listen to this. I had an article that I covered yesterday on uh, 95.3 MNC. And by the way, you can catch me today, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the rest of this week, I will be covering for Casey Hendrickson. I'm filling in on 953MNC.com. That's 953, the number 953, Mary Nancy Charlie, mnc.com. You can go over there and hear the player. I'm filling in from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern for Casey Hendrickson out of South Bend, Indiana. But I talked about this yesterday. So you've got the left. Oh, Donald Trump's profiting off of his properties all over the world. He Never have we had a president who profits. Trump has lost money. But you know what? Obama, former President Obama, is earning more than any other former president and it's costing taxpayers the most now there's nothing wrong with making money but you have to appreciate the irony when it's the former president who claimed that at a certain point you've made enough money well mr obama is raking in millions Following in the footsteps of the Clintons, the Obamas have struck gold in monetizing the presidency from 2005 to 16. That's when Barack was president. Well, right before he came into the presidency in, in 2009. Um, he earned a total of between 2005 and 2016. So three years before the presidency, all the way through the end of his presidency. So for 11 years, he earned a total of about $20 million, most of which, about 16 of that, were from the books that Barack authored before he took office and the rest from his presidential salary and his investment income. Okay. So I don't, you know, good. You wrote a book. That's capitalism. You, you wrote a book, you sold a book, people bought it. You made money, almost 16 million. Good for you. Okay. You know, and that's going to happen. You're, 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 you're the most powerful man in the free world, right? You're, you're the president of the United States. Okay. So I don't have a problem with that, but you know, here's the funny thing. So quickly after leaving office, Barack, Join the speaking circuit. Remember when he said, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe how much money these speakers get paid. Oh, my goodness. Oh, special interest. Oh, this money in politics. As soon as he leaves the office, right under the speaking circuit, which has earned the, the Clintons, by the way. We'll pull them in here. Um, about $153 million since they left office. Think about that. Bill Clinton, $153 million since he left office. The year Obama left office, 
he became one of the 10 highest paid public speakers in America, bringing in $1.2 million for three speeches, $400,000 a speech to listen to Barack Obama speak from a teleprompter on a speech he didn't write. Isn't that amazing? And now Michelle Mybell, Michelle, uh, she gets 225000 a speech. You know, these, these guys are, are profiting off of being president of the United States. It's amazing. And, and you know, look, this is a capitalistic society. I'm okay with that. But don't sit here and lecture me about how President Trump is, is making Vice President Pence stay at his resort in Ireland to make him money when he's actually losing it. And they never, never, ever do they draw the comparison from left to right. You know, because after all the speaking engagements came the $65 million book deal with Penguin Random House for two standalone books for Michelle, Michelle, my bell, and Barack. Since that $65 million represents a cash advance, it's the least the two will make from the books. Adding even more to their cash pile, the two scored a deal with Netflix estimated to be worth $50 million. So don't sit here and tell me, liberal left douchebags, that President Trump is profiting off of being president when the Clintons and the Obamas combined have made somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 to 400 million dollars after being president. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because the Clintons were dirt broke. I, I mean, they came out of Arkansas. He was the governor. He became president of the United States. I think that I think that he came into office and Bill might have been worth in the neighborhood of a couple hundred thousand dollars. Maybe. All of a sudden, they're worth 200 million plus because of the presidency, because of selling influence. And we talk about this homebrewed server, and there's a damn story rolling around yesterday that Hillary Clinton sold access to China to her homebrewed server. Wouldn't surprise me. Would not surprise me in the least bit. Now the Obamas are buying a mansion on Martha's Vineyard. And, you know, what was it? Yesterday I talked about it. 15, 14 and a half million dollar mansion on uh, 29 acres right there on the ocean. But, you know, global warming, climate change, all that stuff, right? Ridiculously crazy. But the left's out there, well, Donald Trump's profiting off of the presidency. But yet they never talk about how Democrats profit off the presidency because Barack Obama, Hillary, and Bill Clinton, they were broke. They weren't rich. Well, the Obamas more than the Clintons. I mean, the Obamas were worth about 20 mil when they hit the White House, you know, and all the while, you know, selling books and fine capitalistic, all this stuff. Now, um, here's another clip I want you to listen to. I'm going to set this up. Uh, Maxine Waters. I mean, this lady is, oh my God, she's goofy. Um, she accused President Donald Trump of being friends with Jeff Epstein. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. That You know, the left wants to make sure you know that there was a connection between Jeffrey Epstein and President Trump. What they don't want you to know was that there was a big connection between Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein. But MSLSD is back at it again. Um, Chris Hayes, I believe this is his show. He's interviewing Maxine Waters. And I want you to listen. This, this interview is lengthy. It's about five, six minutes. Um, so I want you to listen to this because I find it interesting how the left does things. Here we go. Day at Trump National in Dunbeg to accommodate the unique footprint uh, that comes with our security detail and other personnel uh, made it logical. Okay. Can I just say, if you say to someone, stay at my place, a thing that I think we've all... Okay, so they're covering, sorry, they're covering Pence staying at Trump's property in Ireland. He's going to talk about that for a minute, but then he's going to introduce Maxine Waters and listen to where the conversation goes. In our lives, whether it's a friend passing through town or, hey, I'm going to be out of town. I'll leave the key for you. Stay at my place always means for free. It never means I will charge you and your entire security detail. Joining me now for more on the president's use of public dollars to enrich himself, Democratic Congressman Maxine Waters of California. She's the chair of the House Financial Services. Once again, we're going to talk about the president using public dollars to enrich himself. See what I'm saying here? This is the new deal against Trump. We've got to talk about how Trump is using public dollars to enrich himself. 
Committee and has called for the president's impeachment. Um, Congresswoman, do you think it is uh, defensible, legitimate, uh, fine for the vice president to stay at the president's property in Ireland? Absolutely not. And I'm listening to his response uh, based on the question that he was asked, and it doesn't make good sense. He was fumbling uh, because he was trying to come up with a reasonable explanation, and it just did not work. The president suggested, told him, whatever you want to call it, to stay at his place, and he did it. And this is all about the president using his presidency uh, to make money, uh, to have the taxpayers paying uh, for anything, anybody he can get living at his hotels or his golf properties. And we've seen that. I asked my staff to go back and take a look at what this president has done uh, in terms of encouraging uh, people to use his properties or he himself uh, using his properties as he goes on his golf trips. First of all, what we discovered was when we took a look was that uh, Donald Trump uh, of course, again. Now, she is going to break down for you the number of times Trump has traveled to one of his properties, played golf, the whole deal. But mind you, the left never cared about this when Barack Obama was in office. Canceled his planned state visit to Poland, allegedly to deal with Hurricane Dorian. Instead, he went golfing. Uh, and according to NBC's tracking data, Trump has spent a little under one third uh, of the days of his presidency visiting his own properties. Take a look at this. 956 days in office, 295 visits to Trump properties, including 99 days at Mar-a-Lago, 22 days at Trump International Hotel, 13 days at Trump Towers, and 227 days at Trump golf properties, including 90 days at Trump National Bedminster, uh, that's Wait, in New Jersey, on and on Let me and ask on. you this question, though. Yes. Matt Iglesias at Vox had a piece that I thought was interesting. Shouldn't you control, Democrats control the House. Would you pass a law that says he can't do that? I mean, oh, would you please pass a law stating he can't do that? Well, you know, this is, we weren't worried about it when Barack Obama did it, but could you just please pass a law stating Donald Trump can't go to his properties? Now, I want you to think about this for a second. Because Trump owns those properties, right? Do you think Trump charges himself to stay there? I would say that's a no. He owns them. I, I, I would assume that that – I want you to think about this for a second because anywhere Obama traveled and he went to Hawaii every freaking winter for what, 20 days? And it would cost us millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. Now, I want you to think about something. Trump travels to Mar-a-Lago. He owns it. Do you think he is charging himself? Probably not. Uh, you think they're going to charge Trump to stay in his own place? He owns the damn thing. But these liberals, they can't get through this this through their head. And Chris Hayes is like, well, do you think we could write a law that would get rid of this? Could you please? You know what he's saying to her? Could you please do your job? I mean, that's what he's saying to her. Listen to her response. Or certainly the vice president can. I mean, you can't tell the guy he can't go to his own house, obviously. But uh, but it does seem to me that the Democrats could pass some kind of legislation that just explicitly says, not directed at Donald Trump name per se, but just that you can't spend public dollars on the president's private business. Well, you know, there is a law called the Emoluments Law that basically says Clause that. Clause of the Constitution. And we have, yes, in the Constitution. Wait a second, have, the Emoluments is about foreign money. I'm saying, I mean, we're, we're talking about um, the American public dollars are being spent right now in the... See, he's right. Emoluments is about taking money from foreign countries, not about spending money at your own facilities. Now, the funny thing is, we've never had a president who was successful enough to own properties to run into this. So everybody's freaking out. I mean, here's Trump, very successful, losing money while he's in the White House, traveling to Mar-a-Lago, you know, he's staying in the country, going to Fort David, or I'm sorry, to, to Camp David out there in uh, Kennebunkport, Maine. I mean, this is what presidents do. They get away. They're not always in the White House, but they just don't know what to do. They're like, wait a minute, the um, emoluments clause, the emoluments clause, you know, wait, wait a minute, the emoluments I never can say it right. The emoluments, emoluments clause. <laughs> now I'm not saying it right, but he's right. That is from foreign money. You cannot take foreign money 
as a gift or as a payment to stay at your property, your business or anything. Emblemets clause. There it is. See, I can say it after a while. But, you know, Chris does know that. And here's here's Maxine Waters. Well, it's in the Constitution. It's the Emblemets clause. And we, we do have that. No, we don't. You're a moron. You don't even know. You don't even know your own job. And yet you're an expert on this. And she's sitting there smiling like a little, uh, oh, about said a bad word. She Like a, like a hyena <laughs> got her big white teeth i'm sure those aren't hers but uh you know we've got that she says we've got that he's like no no you don't here we go property in ireland for the vice president's trip and what i'm saying is couldn't you the democrats in the house majority pass legislation to make it explicitly not okay to do that that's a possibility i don't know that's a possibility that it could be done and I have to agree that this president has gotten away with the most outrageous kinds of profiteering that he's done on the backs of the American taxpayers. And we have not done enough about it. I tried to get this president impeached. I started early on that saying he was a con artist, that he's a sleazebag, uh, that he is profiteering. I said all of these things because of the research that... This is a sitting congresswoman calling the president of the United States a con man, a sleazeball. I mean, I want you to listen to that. And I want you to think to yourself just briefly. Can you imagine the blowback that you would have if a white woman went on to television and called Barack Obama any of these names? You would hear racism. You would hear all kinds of words coming out. But it's okay for Maxine Waters to go on to a national television show and to completely berate our president and call him names. You know, if I was President Trump, I would sue her to the Stone Age. I would sue her back to the Stone Age. But here we are. This is the world we live in. This is how the Democrat the Democrats operate. This is what they do. And then they go on their little their little shows here and they talk about the Emblemets Clause. They talk about Trump staying in his property. They talk about how a sleazeball and a con man he is and all this stuff. This isn't news. This is not journalism. And and you know, look, how about how about just a little respect for the office of presidency? My staff had done even before he was elected to office. He has a reputation for being this kind of individual, and he has gotten away with so, more than anybody would ever dream that he's gotten away with. He has a lot of protection going on for himself. He has Mitch McConnell over on the Senate side right. who is protecting him. He's got Kavanaugh now up in the Supreme Court. He's got Barr who's acting like his personal attorney. He's tried to stack. Listen to her. Well, he's he's got McConnell protecting him. Well, he's got Ka Kavanaugh is one Supreme Court judge. One of nine. I mean, this, cra this lady's crazy. Well, he's got Bill Barr acting like his personal lawyer. I mean, these people are beside themselves crazy. So what can they do? They'll take to these shows and libel and slander this president because it's all they have. This is why the Democrat Party is going to go by the wayside. This is why the Democrat Party is going to fail and die because they have people like Maxine Waters saying this kind of crap courts all the way up to the Supreme Court. He's done everything so, that he can, including firing people in order to get done what he wants to get done. It is outrageous. We could go on and talk about this president all day and all night. The fact of the matter is he has disrespected all of us. He has used this president for his own advantages and his family's advantages, and he should have been impeached. That's what should have happened. The American people are sick and tired of this president who impeach 45 impeach 45 impeach 45 i hate him let's impeach him impeach 45 why are you gonna impeach him i don't know but impeach 45 boy i'm telling you these people are crazy a reputation not only for being a con artist but who has disrespected women talked about grabbing women by their private parts one of his best friends who supposedly committed suicide in prison was a pedophile and he knew it because he even said he there it is one of his best friends who supposedly committed suicide was a pedophile now i thought the democrat party you know, pedophilia, it's, it's normal. 
you, you, you shouldn't put them down for, for having those urges towards children. It's, it's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, it, it's amazing to me, but yet here we are. Here we are. Well, one of his best friends who was in prison who committed suicide was a pedophile. This is crazy. That he liked young girls. Who is this awful, terrible man? I don't know. It's the it, president of the United States. I don't yes. know if it's been established yes. that he was a best friend with Mr. Epstein, just, just to be clear. Holy cow. At least he, he corrected the record. Because it isn't men. I mean, she is throwing. I want you to think about it. And I'm done with that because she's a moron. A Maxine Waters is just an absolute moron, right? But here she is throwing things out there. You know, she doesn't know. Now, I want you to think about this as I, I, I finish up this story because I've got this article here. Now, last year, the Obamas, I want you to think about this. They cost the U.S. taxpayer $1,153,000 according to to the Congressional Research Service, more than George H.W. Bush, 942000 and Jimmy Carter, 456000 The biggest expense for former presidents is office space. Obama's 8,198-square-foot office in Washington, D.C. cost taxpayers last year $536,000, the most of any former president. And he's running a soft coup. Out of Washington, D.C., out of that office you and I are paying for. Now, the Clintons cost 518000 because they have an 8,300-square-foot. Got to be bigger than Barack's. And the Carters cost 518000 W and H.W.'s offices cost 497 and 286000 respectfully, while Carter's only cost, well, no, they already said that one. Obama also has the fattest pension. Now, this is amazing. Multimillionaire. Leaves the office, the Clintons, the Obamas, they all go on speaking tours. They all go make millions, right? But we're paying them a pension. Now, Obama gets $236,000 a year in pension. A year. He gets it. With, as taxpayers, we pay Obama a quarter million dollars. Slightly higher than Clinton, 231000 And the younger Bush... W at 225. This year, the Clinton or this year the Obamas will cost the taxpayers 1,176,000 and it will break down secret service costs are not included in any of these calculations because that information is classified. <laughs> but if there was a family worth over 100 million and we're costing the taxpayers over a million dollars a year in benefits, don't you think President Obama would have lambasted them? and use them as yet another example of why we need to tax the rich, the Obama brand could conceivably be worth billions if they keep up this momentum. And it begs the question, why are we as taxpayers subsidizing the Obama family or any former millionaire president when Barack can earn that money himself through fewer than three hours of Wall Street speeches every damn year? I want you to think about that unbelievable what we're seeing right now in this country unbelievable and they sit there and they go after trump about what he's doing it's it's a it's a sham all right guys head over to scars and stripes coffee.com scars s-c-a-r-s scars and stripes coffee.com great story here they they provide veterans with a mission it's amazing they put them in these small groups. They have group leaders, and they form their own businesses from this e-commerce platform, oh, platform over at scarsandstripescoffee.com. So they give these veterans a way to start their own business, to sell coffee, to sell merchandise, sell anything on the Scars and Stripes Coffee website. And, and they set it up, and they set them up into little teams. And these men and women who come back from theater, who come back from being deployed, who get out of the military, and they're looking for a mission. They're looking for something to do. You know, we're, we're losing 22 uh, veterans a day to suicide. And it's sad. It's sad to watch those numbers. And it's probably more than that. But scarsandstripes.com, the owner there, a fantastic guy. His name's Chad. He set up this e-commerce system where these veterans, and they only hire veterans, okay? These veterans can come in, run their own business, make their own money selling coffee. And the coffee's fantastic. Head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. That's S-C-A-R-S, scarsandstripescoffee.com. Do it now. Order your coffee. You can use Zeus, Z-E-U-S. That's a... Uh, that is Zach Brown's code. I had him on the program a couple weeks ago talking about this. You can use his code, order that coffee, get him some, you know, get him some much needed recognition, get him paid. But head over to scarsandstripescoffee.com. Help out a veteran, get great coffee, scarsandstripescoffee.com. All right. 
Um, I want to, I, <laughs> I want to, I want to shift gears here because I have another article and I have another uh, audio clip here. Chris, Chris Hayes again over at MSLSD. I mean, they are crazy over there at MSLSD. But what they're doing is now we're talking about the Electoral College because you and I both know that the left wants to get rid of the Electoral College. They want the popular vote. So the chair of the Federal Election Commission, the FEC, Ellen Weintraub, Friday, she went on to Chris Hayes' show. And they started talking about the legitimacy of a U.S. election because of the Electoral College. Mind you, she is the chair of the Federal Election Commission. Now, unbelievable. The left, I mean, they're in an all-out panic and a tizzy over the Electoral College since Donald Trump was fairly and legitimately elected in 2016. I put it out to Twitter this morning. I mean, the left needs to get rid of the Electoral College because they can't rig elections unless they have a popular vote. They, they, they can't make up votes. They can't because these states hold them back. So the Electoral College, which the founding fathers came up with, fantastic, gives every state the ability to be counted. They want it, they, they want it gone. They, they want it gone. They, they want to legitimize the fact that they need a popular vote. So what better way than to bring on the chair of the Federal Election Commission, this Ellen Weintraub, and listen to what this woman says. It is unbelievable. Here we go. Uh, democracy relies on more than just one person, one vote. It relies also on free and fair elections. Joining me now is someone whose job it is to make that happen, the head of the Federal Election Commission, Ellen Weintraub. I think if you opine too openly about the Electoral College, you'll probably get fired or removed. But um, let me ask you this. I imagine at the FEC you have, um, as a regulatory body, you have interactions with other countries' regulatory bodies. You talk about power system and other systems. What do people say from other countries when you're talking about the Electoral College? Well, Chris, we do get a lot of folks from other countries, particularly developing democracies, who come here to learn, who come here to find out how our democracy works. And when I have to explain the Electoral College, I always get this kind of <laughs> perplexed look. It's like a tennis match, and if you win the... Who cares if other countries don't understand how our Electoral College works? That's just ridiculous. I mean, that's what they're worried about? Here we go. That, then you get all the points, and... And then they say, but why do people accept that? And what I have historically said is, well, in the end, it usually doesn't matter. Historically, most elections, the person who wins the Electoral College is also the person who wins the popular vote, so everybody's happy. But of course, more recently, that hasn't been happening all the time. And I worry that just like these other countries were, the people from other countries were confused about it, that people in our own country will come to feel that the result is not legitimate. Or just. You, you run a body that uh, has to essentially play the role of watchdog of American federal elections, right? So what do you see as the kind of big challenges or threats for this baseline we talk about in other parts of the world when we're doing election monitoring, free and fair elections in the United States? Well, people have to feel like they are represented, like they. There we go. Here, here come the questions. Because the left, they want to get rid of the electoral college. So the questions are, you know, okay, how do you feel about this? What do you say? How do we have fair elections? How do we do this? Because they're trying to figure out a way. You know, they're trying to um, convince you that President Trump did not win fairly. They're trying to convince you that the apparatus that we currently have in place does not work. They're trying to convince you that if we could just get rid of this electoral college, everything would be fair and level. And there's a reason why they're trying to convince you of this, because then they can doctor the results. They can rig the election, because once you go to a, fear, a, 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 a popular vote, you're going to see, you know, you, you, the left. Why do you think they don't want, you know, this is, I saw a meme this morning with this whole shooting that happened in Texas over the weekend, you know, and a guy said, you know, look, I will take stricter background checks on my second amendment rights. If you guys will offset it with voter ID, when you go to vote, you have to produce an ID or you don't get to vote. Now the left calls that discriminatory. 
The left says that, you know, minorities, that blacks, Asians, Hispanics, they're too dumb. They're too poor. They can't go get IDs. It's going to hurt the turnout, blah, 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 blah. You know, we're the only country in the world that does that holds elections without IDs. You know, the left wants a popular vote, but they don't want an ID because if you got to have ID, you got to show up to vote. I mean, they've got dead people voting. There's voter fraud and, and people are like, oh, Matt, lock out. Nope. They're all, I mean, dude, there, there are, there is voter fraud that runs rampant in our system. And, and they talk about this, you know, they're like, oh, you know, well, the Russians influenced how Trump got elected, but yet they want to welcome in with opening arms, illegal aliens to vote. Now in California, the land of the fruits and the nuts, if you are an illegal, you can get a driver's license. If you can get a driver's license, you can get registered to vote and you can register to vote in our election, even though you are not a citizen of this country. So don't sit here and tell me that there aren't loopholes that these people can find to, you know, to be part of elections in this country that they can. And it happens. And we sit here and what's the left? Oh, wait, wait, we need fair and free. We need, we need, we need balanced elections. We need, you know, we need the, you know, the popular vote because the electoral college is outdated and it just doesn't work. These people are crazy. I'm telling you, they, they want to manipulate the system. They're pissed that Hillary Clinton rigged an election and lost. And now they're going to show you. Here we go. I'm going to start this back up here and listen to the rest of it. A voice in their government. And, um, that is, I think, the most important part of our election. Of course, I worry about a lot of things in connection with our election. Right now, we have a lot of serious threats uh, to our election, like uh, what's going on abroad. We saw this in 2016. The entire intelligence community has been very clear on this, that there were um, folks in Russia. In Russia, Russia, Russia. Never mind that we want illegal aliens to vote. Never mind that we're going to let them in over our southern border. Never mind that they're not legal, but Russia. Russia is meddling in our elections. We're still on that tried, true, and tired argument. But we, 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 we got to mind, and, and you know we got we got to pay attention, and we got to got to make sure that our elections are free and balanced, and la 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 la. And they just they can't give that up. But malign foreign actors who are trying to influence our election and our elections really are for American citizens. So that is, I would say, my biggest concern. You right know, now. there's th th that relates to the wait, American citizens. Did she just say our, our elections are for American citizens? Well, how about those illegal aliens? They're not they're not American citizens. They're not citizens of this country. Now, wait a minute. Didn't you just say, oh, these our elections are for American citizens. That's not what she meant. It's not what she meant at all. Because they're going to tell you, well, you know, they're here now. These illegal aliens, they're here now. They're American citizens. You know, they're citizens just like you and I. They deserve to be recognized. They deserve, we can't put a citizenship question on the census, but they, they deserve to be here. Thing you said to me, which is that the, the kind of fundamental thing that a democratic system rests upon is psychological almost, right? That yes. it's, it's, it's a sense of the people that the results are legitimate. It's legit, you know, there's transparency, there's rules, but there's some deep sense of legitimacy. Um, what do you think, you, you sort of quite famously came out and um, not by name, but kind of refuted the president multiple times. You wrote him a letter, you went on TV, when he has talked about widespread voter fraud, uh, people voting twice, stolen votes. What does that do to that? It's true. There is widespread voter fraud. It is documented. It is true. People who are dead, people voting multiple times, people who are illegal. I mean, this is ridiculous, but listen to her answer. Kind of core sense of legitimacy. Well, I think it really challenges it. And I think that this is a, a canard that's been out there for a long time. It's not unique to the president. It's not, and it shouldn't be a... It's a canard. It's just not true. It's a red herring. You shouldn't believe that. It's not just this president. It's been out there for a while. It's such a lie. These people are so dishonest. It is amazing. Art is an issue. We need to know, American citizens need to know that their elections are fair and that their government represents them. That's the most important piece of this. And when these stories are promulgated that there are people who are voting who shouldn't be voting, then people really question whether the results are right, whether not only are they fair, but are they 
accurate. And people have looked into this. There have been study after study about this. And uh, after the 2014 election, one scholar looked at the data. He looked at the data from 2000 to 2014, over a billion votes. And out of that billion votes, he was able to find 31 instances wow. of potential voter fraud. Voter fraud. He found them, though. She's trying to tell you it's so minute, it's so small, it just doesn't happen. But yet he still found voter fraud. So you can't sit here, lady, Miss Ellen Weintraub, and tell us that there is not voter fraud because there is. You found them. Oh, but it's so small. Don't pay attention to that. Out of a billion votes, we found 31. This is infinitesimal. Right. The nonpartisan Brennan Center here in New York has estimated that you are more likely to be struck by lightning than to engage in in-person voter fraud. It just doesn't happen. And indeed, why would it? Because it makes no sense. But it happens 31 times. So it just does happen. It does. And, and she's being very conservative. I mean, these people, you can get a study to say whatever the hell you want, depending on who's paying the money for it. But yet again, oh, it just doesn't happen. You got a better chance of being struck by lightning. Wrong. You would have to convince millions of people. Millions of people would have to risk going to jail. Every <laughs> single one of them to change one vote. This is exactly right. You, you, if you've ever worked, if you've been around organizers, people trying to get people to vote for real, like it's hard enough to get people to actually vote. <laughs> it's very hard to get people to vote. Like, what? The idea that you can run some scheme where you got people to, to fake vote or pretend to vote is just preposterous. Your, your, um, your body, the FDC, is in the news today, and I'm glad that we have you here on um, what's the last day for the FDC? No, this no, is, no. no. Okay, so I'm going to show you the headline for the people who are caught up on this. Um, it's going to be a crisis turning out the lights at the undermanned FEC. Underpersoned. Underpersoned. I'm sorry. That was. You hear that copy? Yeah. Whoa, oh, underpersoned. It's just not men. Let's be PC. I was reading for the record, but. Um, <laughs> um, what is going on at the FEC that you are now essentially short a quorum and can't do anything? Explain. Okay, so the FEC by law is supposed to have six members. By law, no more than three of them can be of any one political party. And it takes four to make a quorum to make most decisions at the agency. For the last couple of years, we've been down bodies. Uh, we lost one a couple of years ago. We lost another one a year and a half ago, and they haven't been replaced. And this week on Monday, actually, I was just about to leave town for an FEC conference, and I got the news that one of my colleagues was resigning as of this weekend. Uh, and that will leave us with only three. So four goes down to three. You yes. don't have a quorum. We don't have a quorum. So does that just mean, like, we don't have election monitor in America? Yeah, not, well, not entirely. So first of all, I want to say that we have a terrific staff of dedicated public servants who will continue to come to work every day. The core mission of the FEC is to make sure that we have disclosure of who's behind the yep. money. We are the original follow the money agency that was created after Watergate. And we track all the money, put it up on the web, make sure that every American citizen can find out who is supporting which candidate and what they're spending their money on. And that will go on. However, there are rules and laws about all of this. That get interpreted by you and your colleagues if you have a quorum and you don't have one. Right. And people can file complaints. Any citizen can file a complaint. And uh, the, our staff will analyze it and then it will be teed up for a well, decision by the commission. And the commission won't be able to make that decision. Oh, the poor FEC. Oh, the poor ba Oh, I'm going to turn that off because I'm just tired of it. I mean, here we go. And, and, and this is the left. I mean, this is what we're dealing with today. Well, we need we we need a popular vote. We need everybody's voice to be heard. We've got Russia and we've got all this stuff, but th there's no, there's not a hint of voter fraud. But 31 times it was found, but it's so infinitesimal that it's like getting hit by lightning. These people are absolutely crazy. Now I'm going to talk about one more crazy story, but head over to combatflipflops.com combatflipflops.com. Lee and Griff over there, good friends of the Matlock show. They're, they're doing a great thing. They're, they're doing a great thing. They make great flip-flops. It's flip-flop weather down here. I mean, it got into September. Your guys are getting into fall up there in the north and in the north Midwest and in the Northeast and all that stuff. You're starting to come into winter, coming into fall. It probably isn't flip-flop weather, but down here in Texas, still going to be 100 degrees. Summer ain't over. I wear flip-flops 
probably nine, 10 months out of the year. I mean, I wear them all the time. I love my combat flip-flops. I own two pair of them. I have both flopperators. I have the regular flopperators and I have the zero rise flopperators. You can have them too. Head over to combatflipflops.com. That's combatflipflops.com. Use lock two five, L-O-C-K-E two five, get 25% off like I did. I love my flopperators. I mean, I really do. I love them. They cost me like 20 bucks. It was nothing. You can head over there and get them to combatflipflops.com. Use lock25. Not only do they sell flip-flops, they sell merchandise, shamogs, uh, jewelry, all kinds of stuff. 25 off, 25, 25% off of anything on the website, combatflipflops.com. All right, final story here. I'm going to cover all this today on 953mnc.com, 953marynancycharlie.com, today from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern uh, for Casey Hendrickson. But San Francisco, the poop capital of the world, has now officially branded the National Rifle Association a domestic terrorist organization. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors has passed a resolution declaring the National Rifle Association a domestic terrorist organization and urged the federal government to do the same. The latest escalation in the heated rhetoric from Democrats regarding the NRA in the wake of several deadly mass shootings. I want you to think about this. Here you've got San Francisco. They've got a homeless problem. They've got a drug problem. They've got a poop problem. I mean, some some, uh, entrepreneur put together an app to, uh, you know, Find out where the poop is to map out where the poop is in San Francisco. But yet they're worried about the NRA. You know how many guns are probably in San Francisco other than the one that shot Kate Steinle that the guy just got off of? The the judge threw that out of me. It's crazy. If you're an illegal alien in this country, you are free to kill anybody you want. By you know, they talk about Trump killing someone on Fifth Street, but you know, here's a guy who shot Kate Steinle. He isn't even going to get involuntary manslaughter. Maybe he didn't mean to shoot her, but he killed her. He shot her with a gun and killed her and got off scot free. And here you got San Francisco saying, you know, <laughs> the NRA, uh, they're, they're a terrorist organization. You know, what? what how about San Francisco, you uh, deem Antifa a terrorist organization? They're out there beating people with two-by-fours, lead pipes, uh, baseball bats, uh, I don't know, cement milkshakes. I mean, this is crazy, but this is these are the times we live in. The left wants you to be disarmed. I mean, let's just face it what it is. And, you know, Mark Levin was talking about this last night. Governments, governments around the world have killed more people than lawful gun owners. I mean, it's millions upon millions upon millions upon China. You know, you you look at China, you look at Venezuela, you look at the killing fields in Pol Pot. I mean, you look at this stuff. You look at Auschwitz and the Jews. Governments have killed more people than legal gun owners in the left once you disarmed. The Democratic Party wants you disarmed because then not only can they, because see, here's the deal. When they take away your Second Amendment right, it's going to allow them to take away your first. That's what they're going after. And then we're going to get a social media credit system. They're already doing it in China. They're already doing it in China. If you go on to social media and you do anything that's America first or liberty or freedom or personal responsibility, you are going to get a social media credit score. They can ban you from riding public transit. They can ban you from getting a passport. They can ban you. They they can control you. And isn't that what the left wants to do? Isn't that what socialism, progressive, progressivism does? It controls you. They can tell you how many ounces you can have in your soda in New York City. I mean, why, 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 why is it your job to tell me how much soda I can drink? I mean, that, that is absolutely crazy. They'll tell you what kind of health insurance you can get. They'll tell you what kind of procedures you can have done. They'll tell you what you can and can't buy, where you can and can't live, what you can and can't say. I mean, that's coming. They want to take away your Second Amendment rights because then they can control you. It's a gun grab. And you've got old Francis out there. Wow, we're going to have a buyback. I'm going to make everybody sell. No, I'm, uh, the price ain't right. You give me $10 million, I might think about it. Then I can leave this idiot country and go somewhere where I won't need a gun and protect myself. And until then, you're not taking my guns because the Second Amendment, my Second Amendment says that my right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, I said this this morning, and I'm going to say this right now as we end this program. How close are we to a civil war? How close are we? I talk about this all the time. When the founding fathers sat around and said, you know, 
we're tired of the British, Britain. You know, we're tired of the British. The Stamp Act, you know, all the stuff that was going on at the time, the Tea Party, everything else. What were these patriots saying at that time that says, you know what? We're tired. We've got to do something about this, and here we are. Are we at that point in this country? Are we at that point in this country where we're saying, you know what? We're tired. We're tired of the government trying to tell us what we can and can't do. We're tired of the government trying to take, care, take away our rights. We're tired of the government trying to control us. I, I don't know. Are we there? I'd love to hear your response. I'm at Real Matlock on Twitter, Parlor, and Instagram. You can find me, The Cartel Matt, and The Matlock Show over on Facebook or The Matlock Show at gmail.com. That's it, guys, for Wednesday. Join me. I'll be on uh, MNC this afternoon, 3 to 6. I, it, you'll probably be hearing this at the same time. But anyway, um, hey, that's it for Wednesday. For today, The Matlock Show is out. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.08%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 1.25% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. He didn't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart Online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA.